0: Welcome to the damn strong podcast. I'm your host, Bree, and I'm a full-time online fitness coach. And my passion is to educate women on all things fitness. I help women just like you step into the power of knowledge and commitment to ultimately live your best and strongest life. In this podcast, we'll talk about being damn strong in our body, mind, and life. I'll be teaching you how to navigate nutrition, strength training, and mindset challenges. So get ready to take some notes because we're building a damn strong life. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about the five of the most underrated things in fitness. And I'll be honest, probably some of the things you're going to hear on here you've heard before. However, my my biggest goal is hopefully to provide a different perspective. Right? There there are things I have included in here that I haven't seen people talk about on social media. Some things I definitely have and you may have as well, but my hope is that one I'm able to teach you something new and two that if you have heard it before, you're hearing a different perspective of why it's so underrated. And when I say underrated, things that you know are super valuable in fitness that people don't put enough importance to. So the first one that I wanna go over here is probably, it's so hard to say which one of these, honestly, the five different things are most important, but it's a big one. And I think people not only struggle with it physically, but also mentally. And the first one is sleep, rest, and recovery. And, you know, we live in a society that shows success is doing more. More money, more cars, more muscle. It's very more equals more. And that's not really the case when it comes to muscle and being in the gym. More does not always equal more, right? And so I think it's very underrated sleep, rest, recovery. And this is one that I thought when writing this that people have probably heard before, but I think it's a really, really important one. And we have to remember that, more does not equal more when it comes to being in the gym, right? You're actually not building muscle in the gym at all. You build muscle when you rest. And so through my time with working people and clients and friends and family, I think people struggle with rest, sleep and recovery in different ways, physically and mentally. When I say physically, you know, you have the friend or coworker or whoever who's in the gym six, seven days a week, then they're out running a marathon and they're doing this and they're just all over the place and really their body would benefit if they would slow down a bit. And then you have the, the other side where maybe you aren't in the gym four or five, six times a week. Maybe you're only in the gym three times a week, but you're really, really struggling with not being in the gym. Or maybe you go to the gym four or five times a week. Maybe you go to the gym the proper amount of times that you would like to go to the gym, but you struggle with just taking days off. And that's really more of a mentally thing than a physical, right? Because you have those people who are just like born movers, right? They have such a hard time sitting down and binging a Netflix episode or show, which I'm not saying like you need to be able to do that, but there's people who have a hard time sitting still. And so for them, In a society where more equals more, they feel very probably rewarded that they get to the gym six times a week. But then you have the opposite of where maybe your life only allows you to go to the gym three times a week. First of all, going to the gym three times a week is great, right? That's great. That's fantastic if you're making that happen. But a lot of us have this guilt trip where you see someone on social media going four times a week. You see someone going five times, maybe you see someone going five times and then they're running a half marathon. You're like, Oh, measly old meads only going to the gym three times a week. And we struggle mentally with feeling guilty with not doing more. If I just did more, This could honestly go into a whole nother podcast of talking about more, right? And this could go into not just the sleep, rest, and recovery. We can even talk about, you know, tracking your calories or trying to do cardio. We always think that if we do more, I'll get more results. And sometimes you doing so much is actually holding you back because you're, taking on more than you actually can do. You're not doing anything to the full capacity. I literally was just on the DMS with someone and not to, to kind of go on a sidetrack here, but I think this is important to talk about. I was in the DMS with someone the other day and she was a mom and she was talking about how she's trying to track her calories and then get her, her workouts in three, four times a week and go for her walks and track protein. But she also has been having some really bad like flare ups. And so she's figuring out trying to like what she can eat and then also trying to be in a deficit. And there's all these things that she was just telling me about her life that was busy. She had kids, she has a husband, she's trying to, all of these things, which I totally understand. And I said to her, I was like, you know, why don't you just take it a couple of steps at a time? What if you just got your workouts in, start with two times a week and track your calories? That's it. Don't worry about the protein. Do focus on foods that are gonna make you feel good, but just do calories and just try to be consistent going to the gym two times a week. And her response was, well, I'm just so frustrated with where I am. My clothes aren't fitting. I'm uncomfortable. And I totally get that and resonate with that. But she was spinning so many wheels that she was having a hard time getting traction in the first place versus she just spent two wheels. She would actually start seeing progress versus all over the place. And then she's feeling like a failure. So I think when it comes to sleep, rest, and recovery, we need to be doing more of that and having that guilt and not being in the gym more as an equal more, but also just in life and fitness in general, more does not always equal more sometimes more equals burnout equals frustration and it makes you quit before you've even started and so this sleep rest and recovery point kind of turned into like a more talk but I think there's so many people that that can apply to and so if I let me let me go back to the beginning of what we originally were talking about of sleep rest and recovery one we could be definitely doing more of that um but my original point is that you know Sleep, rest, and recovery is so underrated because in order for your body to build muscle and build it efficiently, you need to be resting. And so if you struggle with not getting in or feel like you're not getting in the gym enough and you're not building muscle, remember you don't build the muscle in the gym. You actually build it when you rest. So if you're feeling guilty that you're not in the gym, building more muscle well, newsflash. You're not building muscle in the gym right? You're telling your body, Hey, I need more muscle. And then you go home and you rest and you sleep and you have rest days and deload weeks. And your body's like, cool, you told me to build more muscle. Now I have time to build more muscle. I'm going to build it. And so we're, we're pushing our body to adapt and your body is adapting when you are resting because that's when it has time to be building those muscles. Okay. Let's wrap up that first one. Second one I want to talk about is intensity. Intensity is so underrated. And honestly, I think we can tie this intensity thing with the first point because a lot of people in the gym I see are doing, you know, 10 exercises, eight exercises on a leg day. My gosh, so many people, especially women on leg day think, you know, this more equals more. They need to do more exercises, more reps, all of this stuff. Honestly, what's underrated is intensity. Instead of doing more exercises and more reps or whatever more you're trying to do, three glute days versus two, start pushing yourself harder in the gym. If you can do eight exercises without wanting to vomit, I really, really doubt that you are pushing yourself hard enough in the gym. You will do more with less if you're actually pushing yourself hard in the gym. If you have not listened to my podcast you're not lifting, lifting heavy enough. It's podcast, uh, episode five. You need to go listen to that. I talk all about this, pushing yourself hard in the gym and how, you know, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Honestly, it's really a podcast all about intensity, how you know you're not lifting intensely enough. So I really, really encourage you to go to listen to that because more, and again, just this episode honestly could be turned into the more equal, doesn't equal more podcast, right? Because more exercises do not, automatically equal more muscle. Your muscle knows intensity. Your muscle knows when it's working hard, right? So if you do six exercises, eight exercises, nine exercises with a moderate intensity, you're not really pushing your body to say, Hey, we need more muscle for this, right? But if you're doing four exercises and you are pushing your body in the gym, your body's like, okay, okay, we get it. We need more muscle. We need more muscle. Okay. When we go and rest on our rest days, we will build you more muscle. Your body knows intensity. You know, a, a lot of times I see on Instagram, social media, honestly, friends, clients, you know, how I structure my group programming, my clients, uh, training programs is I give them a range, right? I give them a range of like eight to 12, eight to 10, six to eight, sometimes even 10 to 15. That's on the rare side, but I, I will have definitely prescribed 10 to 15 before. And a lot of people will see the range and be like, okay, I need to get 12 reps. And so they will be like, you know, I think I would do 20. So I'll pick up the 20s and then they'll curl and they'll be like, okay, I did it for 12 reps your body doesn't know you did it for 12 reps. Your body knows if it was really, really freaking hard is what your body knows. So whether you do 12 reps, you do eight reps, you go and do 15 reps, your body knows intensity. And so when you are working out in the gym, whether you are a one-on-one client of mine listening to this now, or you are in my group program doing the training program, listen to me, your body does not know if you've hit 12 reps. 12, again, if your rep range is eight to 12, hitting 12 doesn't, your body doesn't go, okay, I'm going to grow a muscle. It knows that that 12 was hard. It doesn't even know the 12, it just knows if it was hard. And so intensity is so, so, so underrated because you can be doing so much more with so much less exercises. And so this is one of those situations where you are doing more, but you're doing it with a lot less and you're pushing yourself and you're, challenging yourself. So again, if you have not listened to episode five, you can also even pause this one, maybe go listen to episode five on you're not lifting heavy enough and come back. Or at the end of this podcast, I highly, highly encourage that you go listen to it. It'll really make you think about, okay, am I actually pushing myself and working out hard in the gym? Okay. Okay. Next point I want to talk about is taking pride in short-term victories is so incredibly underrated. And this is just more, this is more than just a appreciate the baby steps point, right? I'm not saying, yes, I do want you to appreciate the baby steps that you've taken, but I want you to take pride in your short-term victories. When you enjoy a serving of chips with no binging, I don't want you just to appreciate that. I want you to take pride in that. When you get to the gym, when you don't want to, I want you to take pride. When you say no, thank you and set boundaries. I want you to take pride in that. I don't want you to just appreciate little baby steps. Yeah. We may even talk about the baby steps of cool. I got 15 grams of protein in my meal today or this in my lunch. And then I planned out when I was going to get my steps. You know, those are, I think, appreciating the baby steps of things, but I want you to take pride in the small short-term victories because I think too often we have our our minds focused on, I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to lose 20 pounds, whatever it may be. And we don't think of our short-term small victories, right? Overcoming binge eating is a huge, huge victory, right? I've, I've coached women who have previously dealt with a binging issue um anyone that is currently having a binging issue i always advise them to go and speak with a therapist first i am not an expert on binge eating at all but i do work with clients who have a history of binge eating and so they come to me saying hey i want to lose 30 pounds but they also have previously struggled with binge eating and so yes on our way to lose 30 pounds they'll text me and say hey brie oh my gosh I just realized this entire week, I didn't once have an urge to even binge. And that's such a, a, maybe a short-term victory that I want people to be taking pride in. I want you to celebrate. Don't lose sight of these small things just because you have this long-term victory. I had a client the other day um, that got home from work. She's a teacher. So if you're a teacher, you could probably relate to like how, taxing your day can be with dealing with children and all that kind of stuff. And, um, she got back home from her day. She has, you know, a baby that she hasn't seen all day, a kid of her own. Right. And she got in her sweatpants, put on her PJs, sat down on the couch and was like, I'm not going to go work out today. And then she sat there and she's like, why am I negotiating with myself? I need to go get to the gym. This is the time that I always go to the gym. She got out of her PJs, out of her sweats, put on her gym clothes and went to the gym. And if you are someone who has ever got home, put on your comfy clothes and then changed out of them to go to the gym, you know how difficult that is. Her goal is to lose her, her you know pregnancy weight, essentially. Like that's her long-term goal. But that little teeny tiny goal of her recognizing that she was negotiating with herself being able to get out of her comfy clothes in her warm house on her couch to then go to the gym was a huge short-term victory. And I wanted her to take a lot of pride in that because it's those small little things that make you realize that you can do hard shit and that you can do anything, right? If I, I, I said to her, I was like, girl, if you can get out of your pajamas and, and sweats at home and get yourself to the gym in the evening after a long work day when it's cold outside, you can do anything. And so when you take these small things that maybe you've struggled with and see them actually as victories, you just feel so much more successful. You know, let's talk about boundaries a little bit. I work with clients a lot with setting boundaries, whether that's with friends or family, or maybe they have really supportive friends and family, but it's social events Right. Setting up those boundaries, saying, Hey, you know, no, I really need to sleep, stick to my sleep schedule. You know, I have clients who are very active during the week. Um, They go out to dinner with friends or go do things. And we've had to have these talks of like, okay, I want you to live this life. I want you to be social. But you're also complaining about your sleep. You're also complaining about how you can't get up in the morning to go your steps in. You're also complaining about how you're having a hard time meal prepping that night before because you go out to dinner and then you're out till 1030 and then you get home. You're trying to prioritize sleep, but you also need a meal prep. We need to be setting up some boundaries here. And so for some clients, we set the boundary of, hey, Monday through Thursday, We're not going out with friends, right? We're going to set that boundary of saying, Hey, my routine in my fitness journey and my health journey is really, really important to me. Me getting good sleep, meal prepping for myself, getting up in the morning for my workouts. Those are the times that I have to do those. I need to set that boundary. And whenever a client, whenever a friend texts me and says, Hey, do you want to go out and get drinks Tuesday night? I have to say no. And you either can provide that explanation to the friend or, or not, you know, you don't always have to provide that explanation. And sometimes it could be helpful because then you might encourage a friend as well, but there's times that you're going to be setting boundaries and that's going to be a huge victory for you. Again, your ultimate goal may be to lose body fat or to gain muscle, but there are a lot of things that on that journey to lose body fat or gain muscle or whatever that journey, that ultimate goal may be, that pinnacle goal may be, you're going to learn a lot about yourself and you're going to learn where you really, really struggle whether that's setting boundaries, whether that's getting to the gym when you don't want to, whether that's, you know, finding food freedom. It's so underrated, everything. You know, when I think back with all my clients, right? All the clients that I've had, we we accomplish so much more than just losing x amount of weight or putting on x amount of muscle. They really achieve things especially mindset wise, that they will take with them for the rest of their life. You know, I don't know why this pops in my mind right now as I'm, as I'm doing this podcast, but you know, I, I, clients typically struggle with the first time that they go on vacation that we're doing coaching together, right? They're just like, okay, how am I going to track? You know, how am I going to get my workouts in blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, what am I going to do on my vacation? Like, what, what do I need to do? How are we going to plan for this? And 99% of the time I go, no, we're not tracking you're going to go enjoy yourself. You're going to listen to your hunger cues. Yeah. If you have the opportunity to get like a burger or fish or a sandwich at lunch, because you can prioritize protein, go for it. But if you want the pasta, get the pasta. We're not worried about protein consumption right now. I want you to go and enjoy yourself on this vacation. And they're like, oh my gosh, I I didn't realize like you were going to say that. I'm like, I want you to make 90 year old you proud when you're on this vacation what is 90 year old you going to be proud of? Is going to, is, is 90 year old you going to be proud that you took a break and were able to not track and enjoy yourself and then come back and not feel guilty about it? Or is 90 year old you going to be proud that you tracked every single calorie and you hit your protein and you got your steps. There could be a balance to both, to be honest, but 99% of the time, 9-year-old you is going to be really proud that not only are you striving for your goals right now, but you were able to take a little bit of a break, go on vacation, come back and get right back on track. Yes, I have the occasional clients where they may have a timeline, a wedding's coming up, they're trying to get super crazy lean and it's like, "Hey, we don't really have the option right now to probably not be tracking on the vacation. You know, you've got certain goals, we have a timeline. That's a very very rare case. Um, but most of my clients, it's you know, what's 90 year year old you gonna be proud of? And for some, it's a balance of the two, right? 90 year old me would be really, really proud if I didn't track my food, I didn't worry about calories, but you know, 90 year old me would really be proud if I honored my hunger cues and I at least got two workouts in. Perfect. I love that. You know, even personally for me, honestly, I love working out when I'm on vacation. It just makes me feel good. It's a good start to my day. I feel strong. I feel powerful. I just love getting up and working out when I'm on vacation. That's something I really enjoy. And I know nine year old me will just love that. And it also, for me personally, I've always struggled too, as well, getting back from vacation and, and picking back up routine. And I find that if I at least just go do something active for at least 30 minutes while I'm on vacation every day, when I get back, well, maybe not every day, maybe I'll do it like two or three days, depending on, obviously it's a weekend vacation. I might not, but you, you get what I'm saying. If I'm on a week long vacation, my goal is probably to at least go be active, like workout wise, probably at least four times. And so for me, it helps when I get back from vacation. I'm like, hey, I've been doing this all vacation. I'm just going to get right back into it. So it not only do I love it and it makes me feel good, it also provides a benefit logistic wise for me. So when I get back from vacation, I'm like, oh. I wasn't working out all week and I have to get back into the gym and back a routine. I've just been continuing that routine. Not to say I've never gone on vacation and not worked out before. I definitely have. I've definitely gone on vacation and not worked out for an entire week. And I loved it and I enjoyed it. And I got back on track. But personally for me, that is my balance. I won't track my calories. I won't track my protein. I'll honor my hunger cues. You know, I'll manage alcohol so that way I don't feel like, you know, shit the entire uh, vacation. But then I also work out because it makes me feel good. Okay, let's move on from the taking pride in short-term victories to number four, which is actually going to be discipline. Now, I'm sure some of you guys are rolling your eyes. If you follow me long enough, you know I talk about discipline versus motivation all the time, but just just hear me out. Some of you guys are hearing this for the first time. Some of y'all have heard this before. I hope to at least shed a different perspective if you have heard me talk about this before. So let me first dive into the difference between discipline and motivation, right? And and again, if you followed me for a while, you have heard this explanation, right? So motivation, which I get asked all the time, how do you feel motivated? How do you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated? That's what's overrated. Motivation is absolutely freaking overrated. I'm so tired of hearing the word motivation. Discipline is incredibly underrated. And uh, the reason why I felt so strongly about putting it on my list is because I still, Every day in my DMs without fail, get someone who either asks me how I stay motivated or they tell me they're struggling with motivation for their goals. And I need us to throw this word motivation out of the window. I've said this in previous podcast. I rant about this on my stories. We need to throw motivation out the window because that is so overrated. So motivation is doing something based on how you feel and discipline is doing something despite how you feel, right? So if you are constantly saying, "Hey, I'm trying to be motivated for my goals," you're saying, "Hey, I'm trying to constantly feel like I want to achieve my goals." And newsflash for you, honey, you will never a hundred percent all of the time feel like you want to be doing the things you need to do to hit your goals, right? And I actually recently posted something about this. I talked um, about this on my Instagram, and the post was, "I'm actually going to pull it up really, really quickly." I said, if one of your fitness goals this year is to be more motivated, you've already failed. And I talked about and explained the difference between motivation and discipline. And I even brought up, you know, a good example of like work, right? Probably most of you listening to this podcast, you know, work a nine to five, or maybe you work retail where you have odd hours, whatever it is, you you work some job that you don't always feel like going to right? How many times have you woken up during the winter or maybe it's not even wintered early in the morning, if you have like an early shift or something and you're like, I don't want to go. I do not feel like getting out of this bed. What I feel like doing is staying in this bed, hitting snooze and sleeping for another hour. What I feel like is calling in sick. And so based off that motivation, you're acting on the motivation saying, Hey, I feel like calling in sick. So you call in sick because you feel like it, right? However, that's not usually what happens, right? You're like, oh, the goal is I need to pay my bills. And so you enact discipline, even though you don't feel like getting out of bed right now. And what you feel like doing is staying nice and warm and cozy. You enact discipline on yourself and say, hey, I need to get up and I need to pay my bills. The overarching goal of having a job, obviously there's purpose behind a lot of jobs, but like, ultimately, like you got to pay your bills. Right. And so that's your overarching goal. And Time after time after time, day after day, you wake up and have discipline to get up in the morning to be on, to, to be to your job. Let's actually even break it down smaller, right? So maybe it's not your thing about paying your bills, but you don't want to be late to work because guess what? If you're late to work, you're going to be called in and discussed with it, which you probably already don't want to have that confrontation. And if you continue to be late to work, then you'll be fired and then you can't pay your bills, right? And so every morning you have this discipline of I need to get up even though I don't feel like it and get to my job so I can be on time so I can continue to have my job. And so when we apply this to fitness, right, there's a lot of times where you are relying on feeling like doing something. We even go back to my client's example of when she didn't want to go work out, right? She had gotten home from a long day of work. She was with her kid that she hadn't seen all day. She got comfy and cozy. She felt like sitting on that couch, but she knew she needed to go to the gym this was the time that she had scheduled for herself she probably didn't have any other days to maybe move it to or maybe she did but she didn't want to negotiate with herself and she's like hey i don't feel like working out but i'm gonna have the discipline and know that what i'm the decision i'm trying to make right now is based off feeling and so i'm gonna go off base what i need to do despite my feelings and enact discipline and so i truly believe and think if you can wrap your head around discipline and get discipline down, the world is your oyster when it comes to goals. This this really can apply to anything, whether it's fitness, whether it's career goals, whether it's your kids, right? There's probably plenty of things. If you're a mom listening, there's plenty of times where you do something for your kid, even though you don't feel like it, because you know it's the right decision for your child for XYZ goal. Now, how do you get discipline? This is always the hardest part, because The only way to have discipline is to consistently exercise it. It's literally just like building a muscle. You're not overnight going to listen to this podcast and be like, I'm going to have discipline tomorrow. I'm going to get up for my job and I'm going to go to my workout. No, it's not going to happen. Your feelings and emotions are going to get in the way. It's you recognizing every single time that your emotions are getting in the way of your goals and saying, hold up. I am making a decision right now based on how I feel. That's motivation. And I remember from Bree's podcast, I'm not making decisions for my fitness goals based on how I feel anymore. I'm going to make them based on what my goals are and what I need to get done, despite how I feel. Now, let me put a little disclaimer out there. I'm not saying if you are on your deathbed that you need to be going to the gym, right? Because you feel like, you know, if you're sick and you feel like absolute shit, you know, you're vomiting and you're diarrheaing and it's coming out both ends. Like, no, don't go to the gym. I'm not crazy, guys. I understand there's going to be a time where you truly don't feel like going to the gym because, you know, little Timmy has been having trouble at school and, you know, someone in your family just passed away and you've hardly eaten. So you feel like shit and now you feel like you're getting sick. No, I'm not saying push back, push through all those feelings, but you know when to call yourself in your bullshit. You know when it's truly an excuse and when there's actually real things going on in your life that you need to have a little grace on yourself on and not go to the gym or not track your calories or whatever it may be. And I, I, I know all of you are smart enough to figure that out, whether it's truly an excuse or whether it's something you can push through. Here's a question that I ask a lot of my clients. I know a lot of my clients, but I do ask my clients from time to time. And I can't remember if I said this on a previous podcast or not, but something that helps me know if it's an excuse or if it's truly something that I just can't do right now because of life circumstances or whatever it may be, is I say, if I was to give you a million dollars, or I say this to myself, right? I say, Bree, if I was to get a mil- give you a million dollars right now, if you could get X, Y, Z done, could you go get it done? Right? And I'm like, oh, shoot, you're right. Like, I do have time to go to the gym. If you're telling me if I went to the gym right now, put on my clothes, went to the gym, got it done and came back, you give me a million dollars, I could absolutely make it happen right now. Versus other times where I might be like, no, like my dog just passed away and so and so my friend is sick in the hospital and I am taking helping to take care of her right now. I'm going up there, you know, uh x y I don't know. I'm trying to create like some chaos in my life, but you know what I mean? It's like no, I don't have the time. I'm physically, I'm mentally, I'm emotionally exhausted. A million dollar a million dollars isn't even worth it right now. That's when I know I seriously need to take a look at myself and be like, okay, I need to just chill and I need to rest and not I'm having the discipline almost to know that that's not the right choice for me to go to the gym because of X, Y, Z that's going on in my life. So again, I say all that because I just want you guys to know that I'm not trying to push this hustle culture or you not to take care of your emotions and your mental health, but you know, when you're making up bullshit, you know, you think you don't, but you really do. If you sat there for two seconds and thought about it, you would know. So that's, that's my spiel on discipline. I don't want to, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point, I think you guys understand, but the biggest takeaway is I want you every single time you think about, oh, I just want to be more, you cut yourself off. You don't even say the whole word. You say, no, I want to be more disciplined this year. And how am I going to be more disciplined? By exercising it. By every time I have this feeling of wanting to do something based off motivation, I am going to do it based off discipline. Okay, let's talk about the fifth and final one. I felt kind of funny putting this one on because it didn't feel like as grandiose as the other ones, but I feel like it's really underrated. I don't know any other word to think about it, but it's having a few staple and go-to meals. And the reason why I felt like this was so important to put on here is because, you know, when it comes to your goals, whether that's fat loss or muscle building or any of those, big part of that comes down to your meals right a, a lot of your goals comes down to your nutrition comes down to your meals right and so having a few staple and go to things is so underrated and we'll talk about a few reasons but a good analogy that I that I like to use is um, you know someone I really look up to Jordan Lips I've been coached by him he's currently coaching my husband he uses this analogy a lot and I think it really hits home at least for me um he always says when you go to work you have these staple wardrobe pieces right you may switch up from time to time of what you're wearing, maybe a new little cardigan, maybe you're having Halloween and so you do a costume, maybe it's jeans day. We did a jeans day at my last job. So that just comes to mind. You do jeans day. Maybe you switch up things every here and there, but for the most part, you have your staple stuff, right? And not only do you have your staple clothes, you're not switching your clothes three times a day. Right? you're not coming in, in the morning in your comfy clothes and then lunch, you're changing into your pencil skirt and then before you leave, you know, you're know you changing into jeans. Right, That'd be exhausting. It'd be exhausting if every single day you had to come up with not only a brand new outfit that you've never worn before, but also potentially two to three of them. Right, It is so underrated when it comes to your meals to have these go-to staple meals. Have a go-to staple high-protein meal that you really love and really, really enjoy and have that ready and available to you in your fridge. I even like to talk with my clients about having frozen foods, right? I think not only is it good to have those staple items for you to go to, just because I think it's exhausting to always try to have something new and brand new for yourself to eat, but you're also busy, right? A lot of my clients, honestly, all of them are busy people. Every single one of you who is listening to this podcast is a busy person. And there's going to become a time this week maybe if not this week, maybe next week where you're really, really overwhelmed and having something staple that you can easily put together or even fr- something frozen in the freezer is so underrated to your progress. You know, I'm not saying that you can't change your meal super often or if you shouldn't, or if you're someone who really loves and enjoys cooking and wants to do different things all the time, you definitely can. But more than not, most of you are getting exhausted from having to think of something new and different all the time to eat and having at least some basic go-to meals that you can lean back on for when you don't have the brain power to think through meals. You don't have the time to think through meals. You're you know, coming home from kids' soccer practice and you're like, oh my gosh, what should I eat? You have your staple things in the fridge and, and maybe some good Thing for me to bring up is maybe some examples for me, right? So, a big staple meal of mine is—I don't know if I guess you say it's a meal or a snack, but whatever it is, it's yogurt with fruit and granola. I always have granola in my pantry. I always have yogurt. and I always have fruit. Those are always gonna be there because when I don't have time to think of something, I know I can grab it, I know it's gonna be protein, I know it's gonna be good calories. If I'm gonna cut, maybe I won't do the granola. I'll take that out. It's easy, it's quick, it's a go-to. Now, on top of that, I can also, if I'm running to an appointment or running out the door, I can make it really, really quickly. It's no cook require. Honestly, we could probably even elevate this underrated thing to not only having staple meals, but I mean staple, no cook meals for yourself. So that way when it when you <laughs> Have those days where you feel like you want to make an excuse of, oh, I don't have time to do this, or I don't have, I don't have time to track my food. I don't have time to hit my calories. Mm, I don't know. You got, some, you got some frozen meals in the freezer. You got sandwich stuff that doesn't take any time to cook. You have some, you know, leftover of XYZ already in the fridge. You're making the hard choice really, really easy. And honestly, that's probably why I feel like this is so underrated, because one, well, The reason why I truly think it's so underrated is one, because, you know, 90, I'm going to say 90%, but the biggest chunk of your goals comes from your nutrition, right? And so making that easy is so underrated. And two, because you are busy and because you're more likely to make excuses and, and it's human nature to do stuff that we feel like doing, it's going to make Enacting discipline that much easier if you just have some staple go-to meals. Honestly, if you don't even want to have meals, you're like Brie. I don't know what I want to eat. I'm really indecisive. Have some staple go-to ingredients. Worst case scenario, I want you every Sunday to have like a crockpot day, and you're gonna crockpot some ground beef. You're going to crock pot some chicken, some shredded chicken. You're going to throw a bunch of veggies in the oven and bake them. You're going to maybe cook a bunch of rice. And so that way in your fridge, whenever you feel like, oh, I don't know what to eat. I don't have time to make anything. Girl, you got plenty of stuff. You got plenty of options. You got pre cooked chicken. You've got pre cooked ground beef. You've got pre cooked vegetables. You've got pre cooked rice. You know, you have tortillas. You have cheese. You can make a quesadilla really quick. Like you'll always have options. And so when when you feel like you want to make an excuse to not stay on track to your goals, especially when it comes to nutrition, you're making it dumb easy to pick the correct choice or make the the best choice or option for your goals because what ultimately comes down to motivation over discipline is a lot of times motivation comes from you want to feel like doing the easier thing and so if we can make the harder choice easier for ourselves it's that much easier to flex the muscle of discipline you know going back on the discipline topic um I guess it was on reels or Instagram or something, but someone had posted and said the people with the most discipline actually aren't super disciplined. They just make the choices to be disciplined as easy as possible. Meaning when it comes to getting up in the morning to go to the gym for myself specifically, and this isn't the case for everyone, right? Not everyone has you know, the option to get eight hours of sleep every night. I totally recognize it. There's moms, there's lawyers out there, all that. I understand sleep can't be your priority for everyone. Right. But I'm just talking about me. For example, I make getting up in the morning for my workouts as easy as possible. I get in bed every night at 9 PM. So I'm at least asleep by like 9 15, 9 30. I make my pre-workouts in the fridge for myself. I set out the clothes that I want to wear to the gym. Sometimes I'll even wear them to bed. If I'm being honest, I will wear The workout clothes to bed, I will set out my fanny pack that has everything in need. I'll look at my workout to see if I need my lifting straps or my barbell pad. I literally make going to the gym in the morning as easy as possible. Yes, I have had to flex discipline on top of it, but there's times where when I was first getting in the rhythm of waking up in the mornings to go to the gym where I did wear my workout clothes to bed because I knew all I had to do was flip the covers off put my shoes and socks on, grab a hairband, I guess, and walk out the door. Like it's that simple for me to get to the gym. And so a lot of times, yes, I do have to push myself. Like I have to make sure I don't hit snooze 50 times. There is that discipline that comes into it. But I also try to make the discipline choice the easiest choice for me or easier. If it's not the easiest choice, it's easier. And for like this week, another great example, food-wise, I knew I was gonna have a busy week. I knew I wasn't going to cook. Newsflash, I don't like cooking. So I already know that about myself. And I went to the store yesterday and I bought myself five cans of soup and I bought myself pre-cooked rotisserie chicken that was already shredded because my I, my game plan is, is for lunch, I'm just going to pop open the can, pour the soup in a bowl, put it in the microwave for a minute or two, grab Three, four ounces of shredded chicken, throw that in my soup and eat it. Super, super easy for me to make, super easy for me, me to get my protein in because of the chicken that's going into it. Then I'm also gonna be getting some vegetables and good nutrient things in my body. And so I kind of pre planned that for the week. I'll be honest, I don't like cooking in general, so most of my meals are non cooked slash really easy. But that's a meal I knew one that I really, really enjoy too. I can kind of switch it up in a way because I can get different types of soups. So it doesn't feel so monotonous. But then at the same time, it's it's easily one of my staple go-to meals is soup with a protein. Usually it's shredded chicken. And so having those few and staple go-to meals, I think is incredibly underrated just because, again, you know, 90% of your goals are going to rely on, on your nutrition. And that is probably the biggest thing that people struggle with is nutrition. And so it'll make your hitting your nutrition goals that much easier. If you just already know and have some staple go-to meals that you know, are good for the calories that you're needing to, whether you're in deficit or surplus or maintenance and have a good amount of protein for them. All right, guys, that is the end of today's podcast. Thank you for listening. Please shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know just what your biggest takeaway was from today. I always love hearing that because not only does it help me become a better podcaster, it helps to give me ideas on podcasts for the future. So shoot me a DM and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Damn Strong Podcast. Show me some love by leaving a review and sharing a screenshot of this episode on your Instagram stories. Until next time, stay strong.